one voice can start a movement. Hello, and welcome to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Hi, I'm RV Robinson. I'm the master speaker trainer, international speaker, and three-time best-selling author, and the last time being the very special book that just came out, The Impact of One Voice. Your story, your message, and your voice matters. And with me today is one of our authors, Natalie Lavlock, who's also been a dear friend of mine, sponsoring my event, speaking at my events. I just love her to pieces and I'm so excited. She's part of this book and here today. So we're going to learn all about her and all about her chapter, but let me first give her a proper introduction. So Natalie Lavlock is a speaker, best-selling author, trainer, online strategist, and program development specialist who works with purpose-driven coaches, speakers, and health professionals who know they can make a bigger impact but don't have the programs and products to make that happen. Business owners hire Natalie to help them create custom, high-ticket coaching programs, online courses, and advanced training certification programs that give them the ability to serve at their highest level while living the life they love. Natalie is a registered nurse with a master's degree in nursing education and over 15 years of experience specializing in program development, quality improvement, professional education, and training in corporate healthcare. She has been working with leaders in the online space for over six years and believes it's her highest calling to help entrepreneurs defy the odds of business success by equipping them and empowering them to lead with integrity, embrace a culture of excellence and growth, and build businesses that truly transform lives. So you're ready to build a million-dollar product system? So you can build a highly profitable coaching and speaking business and live the life you love, connect with Natalie. So, yay. So thank you so much. Let's give her a big, warm welcome. (laughs) All right, my dear friend, I am so glad you're here. So glad to connect with you and so glad that you're an author in this book. I read your chapter. It is powerful. So first of all, and the chapter is called One Voice Can Start a Movement. So Natalie, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself, your background, and then how exactly we can start a movement. (laughs) Thank you so much, Arby. Thank you for having me as your guest today. It's always a pleasure to get to connect with you, to share with your audience. You are an absolute ray of light, and I love being a part of everything that you're doing. So one voice can start a movement. And I realized in writing, well, in preparation for writing this chapter, that there have been a lot of voices that I've heard throughout my life. And I know, you know, for for most of us, sometimes those voices aren't always nice. They aren't always positive voices. But these voices really led me on a journey 
um, to where I am now and what I've become today. But it started many, many years ago when I was working at the hospital. And um, I remember one of those voices very distinctly. And it was the voice of a mama. She was a new mama. And I used to work labor and delivery. I was a labor and delivery for nurse for five years before I became the clinical educator for the hospital. Um, and that mama called me because she experienced something that we don't ever want any mom to have to go through. She called and she said, Natalie, she said, I've just lost my baby. But what's worse is my body doesn't know that I lost my baby. My body was ready to feed this new baby. And somehow it missed the message that there was no one to feed. If my milk can't help my baby, is there another baby that it can? And so that was one of the first pivotal moments that I remember going, there is something much bigger here. And that led us to becoming um, a human milk depot for our hospital um, where mamas could, who either had too much milk or had a circumstance like that this lady had experienced, um, they could come and they could donate their extra milk. And then that milk would be processed by a milk bank and sent to babies in the NICU who were having this milk is life or death, absolutely life or death for them. Because I'm going to get, I'm trying to go super technical here on, on you, RV, rather than keeping it yeah. short and sweet. But there are, there are um, diseases that, pe- that kids can get when they're in the NICU, when they're that small and fragile, that the having mama's milk. milk pretty much, yeah, pretty much prevents it from happening. Now you you're being very modest, but in your chapter you talk about it. It was your idea, right? You went to the administrative staff or whatever at the hospital, and you saw a need, and you spearheaded this. You right, and this is exactly uh, to me. I mean, like going. That's where you got your start at what you're doing now, right? It is. It is. Programs and. RV, I'll, I'll just be honest. Like it's, it's the same problem back then that it is now. Um, I like to do things for the purpose and the value that it brings to others, not to toot my own horn. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was the thing that I spearheaded. It wasn't the only thing that I spearheaded, but it only happened because administration saw the vision. It only happened because I had a team around me that was like, yes, let's do this. And we'll support you as we do go through this. So, you know, maybe, maybe I was the leader, but it was that, that flying V formation of the ducks, you know, it doesn't happen if you're only flying solo. Right. Absolutely. But you were the voice that persuaded them to see your vision. Your vision became their vision. And the beauty of it is it's still happening today, right? It is. Mother people, you made a difference. (laughs) You made a movement and it's still happening. How many years later? How many years has it been since you left the hospital? And yeah, I want to say, I want to say it's coming up on 20 years. 
And it, it grew, it grew from just being this little mother's milk depot to becoming, we embarked on a four year long journey that set a standard of excellence. We became the fourth hospital in the state of Missouri to become a baby friendly hospital, which meant everything we did, we did with not the hospital's best interest in mind. It wasn't about how quickly can the nurse get something done or what's the easiest thing for the doctor to do. It was about what's the best thing for that mother and baby couplet. And so we went on that four-year journey to get that, um, award, so to speak, that level of designation, that certification as being a hospital of excellence. Beautiful. And I'm sure other hospitals have followed you. And there's probably many hospitals that have a mom's depot, uh, milk depot as well. Now, that was the first time you said you heard the voice. Uh -huh. and you talk about a second time in your chapter. What yes. Was the second time. So the second time was that the movement, the growth into becoming that baby friendly designated hospital where it went outside of just our little labor and delivery unit. It's, it's one thing to change the culture of a unit, but it's another thing to change the culture of an entire organization. And when we embarked on the baby friendly hospital designation, it was every department, every employee, every CEO, everyone at every level from, from CEO to the janitors and everyone in the middle, every single person in that organization and our affiliates, anybody who was a part of our organization that came in and took care of women and babies um, had to be on board with this and had to support it and promote it and um, change their practices as well. And if you can imagine, not everybody wants to change their practice, right? Not everybody wants to do things differently. It's the way it's always worked. It's the way it's always been. And so that was really a test in, in communication, in visioneering and helping people to, to buy in. It was a lesson in sales. <laughs> if you want to be, right. if you want to get right down to it, like really learning how to sell people on the vision of something greater than what they've experienced before. Right. And you, you talk about it being proposed as a multidisciplinary lactation program. Ah, now that's technical, but its purpose was to help babies and mothers in those difficult first few months because you talk about, and I didn't know this, but I did have a friend one time that shared this with me. Not all mothers and babies, like you don't just have a baby and stick it to your, your breast and have it milk. And a lot of people maybe don't know that. Sometimes it takes education to get the mother because the mother feels like she failed and the baby's hungry. And so this is a program that's more than just about milk. And I just want to be clear uh, with that. This is to help mothers and babies to connect, unite, right? Yes. And, 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 and to experience that love and connection and food and all of that. It is huge. It huge. is. And huge. You talk to any woman who's had a baby, I don't care if it's 60 years later, she remembers her success and her failure as a mother. And I talked to so many women that were formula feeding because they felt like a failure as a breastfeeding mother, yes. breastfeeding mothers who felt like a failure, formula feeding mothers. Like it doesn't matter 
how they were choosing it. What mattered was their experience and what they tied to their value as a mother based on how things went in the hospital. And what we learned was that there were so many things that were being done in the hospital that actually sabotaged that mom's ability to bond with her baby and, and really feel like a success no matter how things turned out. And so we set on a mission to change that. We changed our routines. We changed the language that we used. We changed, we changed everything from the top to the bottom to make sure that every woman left that hospital feeling like a success. I love that. And, and it is truly your greatest accomplishment. (laughs) So far. So so far. All right, let's talk about number three. There's another voice of maybe a little more quiet whispering of a voice than not so loud and blatant. So let's talk a little bit about that. What's your third voice? Yeah. So this one, this voice came and like you said, it, it was a whisper and it was a whisper of new purpose. It was a whisper of trust. Mm. And that voice was telling me, Natalie, the purposes for which I've put you here have been accomplished. Mm. I want you to step out in something new, something different. And that was scary. That was scary because in order to follow that voice and to trust in that voice, I had to let go of everything that the world said was good. Everything that the world said was right. Like a steady paycheck, retirement, health insurance. Oh, wow. All of those status, the corporate ladder that I was climbing. And all your programs that you developed there, your babies that you developed there. Yes. Like everything. And I will, I'll be honest, RV, the the initial hurdle, the initial hurdle was all that tangible stuff. The, the, um, the financial stuff, the, all the things that the world says you're supposed to have. And if you're doing good, these are the things you need and blah, 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 this, that, and another But once I crossed that hurdle and said, I'm going to listen to this voice because I believe that this voice really has the future in mind, the hardest thing to do was to walk away from those babies and those mamas because it felt like I was giving up on them. And to be honest, it took years. I, I, I stayed on just like one day here and there just to make sure, just to check in, you know, until God finally said, Natalie, Natalie, enough. enough. What, what we did in the past was good. You've made sure there are people there to carry that on. This is done. It is finished. It's time to step into the future. But also there was a reason and a purpose and motivating purpose for you. And that was, you had what, two, three boys three boys that were growing up that you were not with their children, your own children. You were with someone else's babies. 
So there yeah, was yeah. a purpose and God wanted you to. So tell us a little bit about that, that side of it. So people aren't going, whoa, you walked away from a corporate job, right? You walked for what? You know, no, there is more. There's your own personal motivation as well involved. Yes, there was. Um, I was actually prior to me walking away, I was given the opportunity for a promotion, um, moving into a management position. And having worked with that organization for so long, I could look back and see what was expected of the managers. And I realized that I was going to be on call three, 365, like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I was the first person they would call when things went awry. And that's on top of working a 40 hour work week. And like, I look at that opportunity and then I look at my children and I look at that opportunity and I look (laughs) at my children. It's like, it's, it's almost a no brainer as hard as it, it was, it was also a no brainer because God gave me those children and being their mama is something that only I can do. No one else could do that job. And I, firmly believe I was going to fail at that job if I sought ego, money, success, all of that kind of stuff. I wasn't going to be there present. I wasn't going to be present for probably the most important job of my life. Wow. Now tell us, and you took a leap of faith. You you took a leap of faith and, and jumped into it. But tell me what, uh, tell us a little bit about your husband. You have a beautiful husband, three beautiful children. How supportive was he? Was he supportive? Was he a hundred percent? Was he like, did you have discussion? Because you didn't just go, okay, leap of faith, boom, right? There was, had to be a partnership decision here. So tell us a little bit about his side of it. Yeah. I have to, I have to say my husband has more faith in me than I have in myself. Oh, good. He, he has seen me jump. He has seen me pioneer. He has seen me forge ahead. He has seen me, you know, go through things that other people would say was crazy. Why are you taking that on? Why are you doing that? He has seen me do that. We've been married over 20 years. And so when I came to him with this thing, he was like, well, of course you're going to do this. <laughs> I love it. Why would I expect any less? Yes, this is, this is logical. You need to go do this thing. And if you feel like God's calling you to do it, then that's what you need to do. And I'm the one sitting here going, but are you sure? But what if, but what if, but what if? <laughs> I, <laughs> <You know>? love, <laughs> I love it. So now we only have a, about five minutes left. So let's tell everybody what this thing is that you left. Uh, your corporate job for and all of that, because again, we want to encourage people that if they're called by God or if they're inspired in any way that they too can take this leap of faith. So tell everybody how you're doing, what you're doing and how they can also connect with you. Absolutely. So right now um, I am the founder of the speaker suite as well as Natalie Lavelock coaching and consulting. And both of those have come about by me taking that leap of faith, by me getting to the place where even if 
all of my worst fears came true. I knew that I was in the best place that I could be, which was the loving arms of my creator because he did not have destruction set for me. He only had a hope and a future and a purpose set for me. And so when I took that leap and I stepped into that, he brought all of my skills, gifts, talents, abilities from the past, all of my training as an educator, all the years of experience creating training programs for doctors and nurses at the bedside and brought that over here into the speaker suite and Natalie Laylock Coaching and Consulting. And I now design courses, trainings, certification programs, all of those different types of things for coaches and speakers who want to run a profitable business. And there are so many different types of programs, products, and services that you can create, but there are very few that you can create that will allow you to give a lot to live a life that you love. And that's what I'm all about is building a business that's in alignment with who God's called you to be, not in alignment with whatever social media influencer or whoever is trying to get you to believe. I love that. Now, if someone wants to get a hold of you and just talk more about maybe they have a product idea, uh, how would they get a hold of you, Natalie? You can email me, Natalie, at natalielavelock.com, or you can go to callwithnatalie.com. Beautiful. And you do have a free giveaway for our listeners today, the Free Profit Potential Calculator. Tell us a little bit about that and how they would get it. Yes, fantastic. So I think we're going to have a link that's available for you to be able to get your hands on the profit potential calculator. But one of the things I find for entrepreneurs at every stage of the game is what's actually possible for me. If I have this million dollar product suite built out, what is possible for me? So what's possible for me now? What's possible in a year? What's possible in in five years? And so the Profit Potential Calculator is gonna help walk you through the process for you to be able to see what is your profit potential? Where are you leaving money on the table? Where do you need to focus next? And then not only are you gonna get that training and that download, but as a special bonus, I'm also going to give you a list of 20 different product and program ideas that you can use to get three new clients in the next 30 days. So once you know where you're leaving money on the table, let's take some of these ideas, put them into place to start bringing you clients now. Beautiful. Well said. All right, Natalie, our time is up today. But if you had one more thought for our listeners, what would it be? Mm. Thank you, Arvi, because I think there's one thing that if you remember nothing else from what I've shared, I want you to walk away with this. And that is your life matters. As you know, I'm a registered nurse. I've seen life come into this world and I've seen life go out of this world. And I know how precious and how fragile it can be. And so your life matters. Your business, the programs, products, and services that you create, they're a lifeline to someone in need. And right now, I believe that you're being called to step up, to step out in faith, and to be that lifeline for those who need you the most. Mm, Well said, well said. All right, everyone, I encourage you to reach out to Natalie. She is the real deal. She is 
true inside and out, just a true, honest Christian lover of God. And again, she's got lots of love to pour out to you and your program. So I encourage you to contact her right away. All right. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. And we will be back with another author coming soon. So tune back in. For now, just remember that your voice matters. Your voice, your story, and your message. And as Natalie said, and your life, they all matter. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Million Dollar Speaker Podcast. Please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review and feel free to share our channel with your friends and family. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. We would love to hear from you. And remember, you are one step closer to becoming a million dollar speaker.